is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast. This is episode 118. What's up, B-Pim? I am doing great. I'm trying to think of a basketball player who wears number 18 now, and I don't have one. That yeah, comes to mind. Do you have one? 18. I don't. I know there are. I'm just completely blanking on it. I'm I'm now trying to think of other sports, and I still can't think of a number 18. Oh, yeah, and other sports. Who's an 18? A wide receiver, I guarantee, has worn 18. Maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, I think he was 11. Steve Smith from the Panthers. Or no, he was 89. Yeah, I don't have an 18. Let's just say oh. Jerry Rice. Yeah, Jerry Rice. Or I was going to make up an old Bulls player that wore 18. Uh, Corey Benjamin. <laughs> there you go. Wait, so that is not accurate. He did not wear that. I don't think so, but okay. it's possible he did. I think it sounds like he probably did. I'm thinking of old Sonics players, too, and I cannot think of an 18. It's Although not that I, common of a number. No, but 17, our last episode, I mean, of course, we gave it to Jonas Valanciunas, which makes sense. But I was also thinking of Vinny Askew on the Sonics. Oh, those, yeah. Those 90s teams. I think he wore 17. Did he go by Vinny or is that a little nickname you have for him? I always saw him as Vincent on his cards. Yeah, you know, I think it. I think he generally went by Vincent, but I'm not sure. I feel like somebody called him Vinny. When you hung out with him, you called him Vinny. Right. Yeah. When I was eight to 10 years old, hanging out with Vincent <laughs> Askew, I said, hey, Vinny. <laughs> hey, Vinny. How, how you doing there? How's that NBA career? Yeah, exactly. We got to talk about the NBA, though, because it has been a crazy few months uh, I know we had the finals, we had the NBA draft, but finally free agency has basically wrapped up. I think there are a couple little things probably still to happen here and there. And now yeah. we're, uh, you know, getting past seeing some of those summer league players as well. But so many things have happened. It was a flurry of activity. Is there any move signing trade otherwise that you feel like will have, be the most impactful? Ooh, can it be a positive or negative impact? Either one. Can I just say that everything the Knicks did will be negative? Okay. Okay. I think they I resigned right. 100% of a very overachieving, mediocre core. Why? I don't understand. In most cases, it seems like they were, there was no one else who had even close, like Nerlens Noel, like everybody. I don't mind getting Evan Fournier, but like, wouldn't you rather do what the Celtics did and make a trade for somebody who's almost as good, who's way cheaper, like Josh Richardson? Yeah. I I never thought Evan Fournier was – he always had decent stats, but not – you know, he just doesn't strike me as like a winner. And he got like four years, $84 million, I think? Yeah. Him re-signing Derrick Rose, Julius Randle, like that – That, that extension is – that is extension not is not terrible, though. Randall's. On its own. Yeah, I think he's it's not enough it's, to, yeah. It's well under the max, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But I mean, this is no knock to Julius Randall because he had a fantastic season and I like kudos to the way he turned his own career around. But he's probably not your best player on a contending team. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. He, he was definitely like exposed in the playoffs. I feel like once scouting reports were like, really dialed in on him. He struggled. Yeah, it seemed like the opposing teams were able to pretty easily put a cap on 
the Knicks offense. Yeah. And I don't think just Evan Fournier and like the other players they could develop unless RJ Barrett takes a huge leap offensively. I don't see how they do much better. Like I don't see how they can repeat even close to what they did last year. And that was what, like a five seed, yeah. four seed, something like four that. Or five seed. Yeah. It just seems very strange. I mean, the bulls, we're going to talk a lot about the bulls, the bulls by in some circles had a, had a mixed reaction to their off season, but yeah. I think it's a lot more defensible with, with some of the moves they did then. I wouldn't put it in the same category as the Knicks. And maybe, I don't know. I, thought, I saw the Kings were getting roasted a lot again, too. Yeah, the Kings never know what they're doing. I mean, what do you think? Obviously, a lot of people are talking about the Lakers moves. Um, not just Westbrook, but now like filling out the roster with Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony. How, how do you see that team being? Um, it's going to be very interesting. I love Russell Westbrook, so throwing him into that mix, I mean, I'll watch that like any day of the week. But I don't. It seems like with that amount of talent, they should be outstanding. Yeah, I mean they they have. Do they have six future Hall of Famers on their team now? I feel like I was doing the math on it, and it's probably six. If you assume Dwight Howard. Carmelo Anthony will probably make it. Uh, plus LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Marcus All, are you counting him? Oh, yeah. Marcus All is one of them. And uh, who am I forgetting? Taylor Horton Tucker. No. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. There was a six that I'm now forgetting. But, You're just buying early on him. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, well, Russell Westbrook, I didn't say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Think- I think his uh, statistical dominance will maybe get him in at some point if he doesn't win a title with the Lakers or something. I think so. I mean, just like averaging that many triple doubles over a season, over multiple seasons. Plus his uh, wardrobe choices are next level. Yeah, totally. Um, I would say like, I worry about the Lakers being too old, but they actually did also pick up some pretty young talent. And I, I think good players like, uh, I mean, Holding on to Taylor Horton Tucker, I, I joked about that, but I think that was a smart move. Getting Malik Monk, I think, will be pretty smart. I think they'll be okay. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, they did a lot. The Suns kind of are rolling the dice again, mm-hmm. which I don't blame them for because they have a lot of good young talent. And Bruce yeah. and Chris Paul, I mean, I don't like him, as I think we've documented, but <laughs> I can't argue with the results, you know. No, I don't think it's a mistake for them to run it back, especially because, like, Booker could get better. Aiton probably will get better. Um, Bridges will probably get better. And then if you look at the landscape, you know, outside of the Lakers, which who knows for injuries, you do know the Clippers, like Kawhi is still going to be dealing with an injury. Jamal Murray on the Nuggets is still going to be dealing with an injury. So, like, this, the window is still wide open. I don't think yeah. it's that flukish that the Suns made it to the finals. No, they looked really good. Yeah. Um, uh, another interesting, well, one move that came to mind that will be impactful. I, I mean, this is not novel on my part. I've heard a lot of talk about it, but Patty Mills going to the Nets, I think will pay huge dividends, especially yeah. on that kind of a contract. Cause he's just like such a, he's so good at his skill that I think he can change a little bit of how they're already an already unbelievable offense will run next year. So if, the Nets can trick Patty Mills into thinking 
they're the Australian basketball team. <laughs> he will play so much better. <laughs> Sean Marks just—he's—he's he's Australian, so I mean, he—he he, he can just like run the team instead of Steve Nash, who's Canadian, right? Uh, yeah, I think they can convince him that the rest of the team is Australian. It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. yeah, that I mean, they're if, assuming they're healthy. I actually think they're going to be incredible. And then my wild card, crazy. What are they doing? But it's probably going to be awesome. Question is, what are the Spurs doing? I don't know. Roster churn. They just like they got Thad Young in that sign and trade that we'll probably talk about a lot later for the Bulls. They signed Doug McDermott to like a three year. $42 million deal or something like that. <laughs> they just, they kept like their three or four young guys that are good. And then they just like completely changed everything else. It's very yeah. interesting to me. I don't know how I feel about them. I think I never want to totally doubt the Spurs. Although in the last two years, it's been okay to kind of doubt the Spurs, but I don't see that team being very good. And I don't no. see their young core being good enough ever. Yeah, I like I I like the players, but it doesn't seem like any of them does enough ever. Where yeah. whenever I watch the Spurs, at least, which is not super high amount of times, but I've seen them yeah. last year, and I was like, eh. I yeah. don't know if it was like Rudy Gay's fault, like necessarily that this wasn't working. No, I don't think so. I mean, even when like Rudy Gay for a while was putting up numbers, too, and you're like, well, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, like he almost shouldn't be if that team is good. Right. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't be able to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am glad we're talking about all these teams, but as you mentioned, we do have to talk about the Chicago Bulls because of all these teams that we're talking about, none of them are going to win the championship. There's one team that is going to win the championship and that is the Chicago Bulls. The one and only Chicago Bulls. Yeah. So that is going to be our folks at home. Uh, you're going to want to stay tuned because we are talking about the top five reasons why the Chicago Bulls are going to win the 2021-2022 NBA championship. Absolutely. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to hear anybody doubting the premise. They are definitely going to do this. We already know. So we're just telling you why now because we're nice. Yeah. The question is, is the finals going to be four games or five games? Yeah. You could quibble. Yeah, that's fine. Um, that will accept those will they, arguments. And will they sweep every like coach of the year, rookie of the year, MVP, defensive player of the year, all NBA team is just bulls? Like, will they sweep all the awards? We don't know about that yet, but I don't know. There's gonna be some like crotchety New York reporter who's going to put Julius Randle on one of the teams, even though obviously it should be swept by the Bulls. But Emmanuel quickly will be the oh, starting point guard. Yeah. Um, all right. So cover that. But before we do, be pimp. This is the Whiskey Sessions podcast. So you've got a whiskey to drink. What do you got for us uh, for this up? I've got a bit of a, a wee bit of an Irish curveball for you and that we have an Irish whiskey, which I never have. Yeah, we don't have them often on the show. I don't know, unfortunately, how to pronounce the name of it. Um, I'm going to spell it and see what you think. It's Sersha. G- Sersha. <laughs> it's G L E N D A L O U G H. Glendale. Glendale. It's either Glendala, Glen, Glendaluff. It's something like that. I know it's I not would just love like it if it was Glendaloach. Glendaloach. <laughs> 
Well, whatever, however you pronounce that, it's got St. Kevin on the bottle. It's kind of a interesting oh. bottle. Do you and know your a, saints well enough to recognize that that was St. Kevin? No, I'll, I'll, I had spoilers because I'm going to read you the little blurb on the back and you'll know okay. then how I knew that. But it's, uh, um, it's, it's actually that picture is what caught my eye at Benny's when I picked this out. Um, I was like, what's going on here? He's got a bird. Yeah, I think the only hand. saint I would recognize is St. Vincent. After that, I'm not <laughs> really sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little rusty on my saints. Um, it does say stand apart in the bottle. It's like etched in and then it's a 42% alcohol by volume, double barrel Irish whiskey aged in bourbon barrels and finished in Oloroso sherry barrels. Ooh. And then the thing that told me it was St. Kevin is on the back. It says St. Kevin, the man on our bottle (laughs) stood apart. (laughs) This whiskey does the same. It has sucked the marrow out of two casks an American bourbon barrel giving sweet toasted vanilla notes a spanish oloroso sherry barrel adding hints of dark dried fruit and a slight nuttiness non-chill filtered for truer character this has been coming up more and more them advertising that it's not chill filtered yeah that that appears to be a thing now yeah maybe makes me think that all the whiskeys i've been buying are like pop-up whiskey brands that are like we gotta just tell people it's not chill filtered and they'll buy it yeah i'm i'm secretly thinking that that doesn't mean anything. It's a buzz, probably right. buzz term. I'm, I'm drinking it in my fancy standby glass with some ice. Very nice. So I'm going to get a little pour here of this Irish whiskey. I don't remember the last time I either had an Irish whiskey in real life or reviewed one, to be honest with you. I'm smelling it. I, my, my experience with Irish whiskeys is really... I've had a few non popular ones but i mean like jameson tullamore do powers like all the the ones you hear about yeah but this one yeah not heard of it very curious smell is just not as strong and overpowering as i'm used to with bourbons and rice and what we normally drink i'm gonna take a sip as you're doing that it does it looks pretty light in the glass yeah it's a light caramel Maybe a little bit lighter than some of the lower proof um, American bourbons, I would say. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think the last, I think the last Irish whiskey I had was the, the proper 12. Oh, yeah. Which I think I gave the boot. I believe so, yes. Yeah. And then you had a run in with Conor McGregor afterwards. Mm-hmm. Man, you should have seen him. Yeah, you should have seen him after the fight. I know. He's not fighting anymore. <laughs> Is he fighting anymore? I don't like I don't feel like he's made the news lately. I think he I think he, I did see a commercial where he was in a fight sometime in the last six months or so, I think. I feel like he's catching the L's lately. It's kinda like uh Ronda Rousey, right? She was like unbelievable for a while and then lost like two or three times in a row and her career was over. And then she went to WWE for a while. I'm I'm really perplexed by my first sip, so I got to take another sip here. Hmm. Really, that kind of uh, whiskey that's making you think a little bit. Yeah, it is. I think it's probably because I don't have as as much of a taste library of Irish whiskeys built Your brain in. Wants to compare it to something, but it's not able to do it. Yeah, I'm shorting out. 
but you know what i do like the there's a lot of depths to the flavor it's not it doesn't taste like any other irish whiskey i've had it's got a lot more i mean whatever they were talking about vanilla notes and like dried fruit because of the barrels they use i can't i'm not good enough to like pick that out but i do taste a little sweetness which is not bad and it is it's very it's very smooth as far as like there is no burn or like strong odor or anything like that there's nothing like really powerful about it but it's not bad are you getting any of the nuttiness too I can't taste nuttiness in like maybe in like a brown ale or something like that in a beer. Yeah. But not I haven't in a whiskey anyway. I I never noticed that note. Like I taste nuttiness in peanuts. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> in a bag of like heavily salted peanuts, I can I can, I can taste a hint. Yeah. It's it, it you know, the look I described it as like a light caramely color, but that's also the taste and smell too that I'm getting so basic, but just like, that's, that's what, that's the easiest thing to describe it as. Well, I mean, it's good to see that it's consistent from appearance to smell to taste. The other thing too, is I think I don't have a lot of experience drinking Irish whiskeys straight. I would do shots of them or I would mix them most commonly. I feel so. Yeah. All that to say, go ahead. Are you considering the price point that you got it at in kind of making that decision? Mm, Not as much. This was in the low thirties. This was not an exorbitant, you know, I consider that to be like pretty much run of the mill. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're going, if I'm looking for something I've never seen before, that's by like a smaller type of distillery, I expect it to be 30 or up pretty much. So it's at the low end of that. I, I I do like it. I'm just like searching for better ways to describe it, but it's not, there's nothing about it that I haven't liked. So yeah. I think to be fair, I have to put it on the smooth train because I do enjoy the taste. I'll happily drink it. Um, it's good. It's interesting. I would actually kind of like to try to mix it because of the flavors. Okay. I could see that. I mean, you can like something without it being particularly distinct. Right. Exactly. I think that's reasonable. Uh, it's it's maybe it's on the smooth train, and maybe as, as you're walking down the train, you see it, and you're like, "Well, okay." Like, yeah, I think Kevin, you should yeah. probably put that bird away because it's flying around and scaring everybody. But you're on the train. <laughs> Enjoy the ride. <laughs> All right. Well, we got another one for the smooth train. I uh, hadn't done an Irish whiskey in a while. Uh, but go ahead and get it. What is it called again? It's Glendalo. Glendalo. G-L-E-N-D-A-L-O-U-G-H. Something like that. If somebody knows how to pronounce it, uh, please let us know. Yeah, that would be nice also. How many... I, I wasn't totally keeping track, but how many sips did you take to reach your decision of putting it on the smooth train? I did the trifecta. trifecta. The tried and true okay. method, yeah. Yeah. That really is the only way. Um, all right, we got to get back to talking basketball now that we have got a whiskey tepidly on the smooth train. Um, we've mentioned it one time. If we've mentioned a hundred times, the Bulls are winning the championship this year. I think all anybody needs to know is why are they winning the championship next year? Correct. So we're going to run that down. Um, 
So without further ado, these are our top five reasons the Bulls are going to win the championship this year. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, number five. My number five reason why the Bulls will win the upcoming NBA championship is their coach, Billy Donovan. Good reason. He's in his second year with the team. He's got new personnel, but his, he's got a history of winning in, the co- in his college career and in the pros. He was actually 35-20 and 20 when he coached Marshall before he went to Florida. I thought that was pretty impressive because I don't know much. I haven't heard much from Marshall's basketball program. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty good. Um, he was, of course, most well-known for the Florida stint. He was 467 and 186 over 19 seasons at Florida. Holy crap, that's incredible. And he had a bunch of deep tournament runs and won back-to-back national championships there. Um, he had a successful run with the Thunder. I think, he, you know, he kind of had a string of early exits from the playoffs the last handful of years, which led up to him leaving and going to Chicago. But, but for the most part, those Thunder teams, I mean, kind of overperformed. Yeah. A lot of years, like the last year for sure, where everyone was like, oh, I can't believe Chris Paul is going to go there. Like it's they're tanking or whatever. Yeah. And they were in the playoffs. Um, I personally have never heard anything but good things about him. Um, from my own, you know, watching him more closely last year in, in interviews and stuff, he seems pretty forthright, even keeled, smart when he's dealing with the press and everything. I like his offensive and defensive philosophies. He's got a lot of good head coaches or assistant coaches like uh, Mo Cheeks is on the bench. Who's got a lot of experience. I mean, I think that's a positive coming in and do a second year to um, take them to the top of the mountain. I think you're right. I like Mo Cheeks a lot too, but uh, Billy Donovan, I think is a good coach, but also just, an incredible step up for the Bulls from their last coach. Oh, yeah. I think that is a fantastic number five because he is a good coach, definitely. He, him, him compared to Boylan is like, I mean, you couldn't have more. Of, I'm not Billy. He looks like maybe, you know, Red Auerbach compared to Jim Boylan. Like, he's <laughs> the, like the greatest basketball mind in history compared to that idiot. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. My number five is. I just feel like DeMar DeRozan has something to prove. Ever since the Kawhi Leonard trade and then Kawhi wins the championship with Toronto, DeMar goes to a like kind of rebuilding. I've never known what the Spurs are doing lately. But I think given the opportunity to be on a slightly better team, I think DeMar really is going to give it everything he has. He's not like a stellar three-point shooter, but that's okay on this team. His defense, like, comes and goes. Um, but, you know, with with Lonzo Ball on the team, uh, with Patrick Williams on the team, I think that's going to be okay, too. And I just feel like he is going to be so good at just when the Bulls need a bucket, he's going to go get it. Absolutely. To not have to rely on Zach Levine to do that is going to be critical. So I'm feeling good about DeMar. I think he's got something to prove. That's why he's my number five. Got it. I like it. All right. What is your number four? My number four, it's not a double dip, but it kind of plays into the same thing that you're talking about with DeMar DeRozan. I think 
in in a lot of ways, they just significantly deepen their roster and raise the floor of the team. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that the thing that you're seeing that where people have been a little critical of that transaction is they think that from a value perspective, as far as how much the bulls are paying him the next three years compared to like what analytic models would say he, he should earn and the trade also, cause they had to send Thaddeus young, who was very good last year on an expiring contract. And then, um, I believe there was also some more draft picks sent to San Antonio in that it's, there's a lot that they gave up. I just feel like the bulls don't really have any draft picks ever again. Yes, correct. <laughs> and it, and it just like, if you look at it strictly from that standpoint, I see why there was a lot of criticism. John, I subscribed to the athletics. So I saw a lot of John Hollinger just was not a fan of it. Um, but I think, and normally I would agree with that kind of, that's kind of how I look at a lot of sports too, is I do like to look at the numbers and, and what that kind of stuff, because I think more often than not, it leads you in a good direction, mm-hmm. but I think that it's not always the only way to look at it. If you look at the way the bulls have performed, um, there were some really good teams with, with Thibodeau here, but for the most part, they've been in a bad space for a long time as a franchise where they will contend here and there, but just never really put a big scare into anybody ever since basically Derek Rose blew out his knee. Honestly, sounds bad, but that's the truth. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that's just where they've been. And I think when you're in that situation and you've got some talent, like Zach Levine and Vucevic as a one, two, if you add to Rose and Lonzo ball, even Caruso as like somebody who length lengths and lengthens their um, rotation where it's like, this is a, a perf- high performing defensive player, like th- players that they have had to play in the last few years, like Cristiano Felicio and Archie Diacono and, you know, like Shaq Harrison, these guys who are just frankly, like end of bench players were playing big minutes when you can have like legit players like DeMar DeRozan, who for all that we've said about him, like he's a 20 point per game, uh, dominant mid range game can get you a bucket when you need it. Like you said, he's that raises your floor and makes you more competitive. And I think in the bulls spot, that's a big thing. Yeah. And let's be honest here. All the John Hollingers in the world can say that he is getting paid more than he's worth. But if John Hollinger is so smart, why did he do such a crappy job with Memphis? He left the team worse than when he joined it. Yeah, it's a good point. So I'm not going to listen to that. The Bulls are going to win the championship. You said the number four reason why that is. Exactly. I like it. Um, All right. My number four as to why the Bulls will win the championship is Lonzo Ball. And specifically, two areas. He's underrated on defense. And he's actually now a good three-point shooter. Yeah. And I feel like this is one of the biggest steals, frankly. Uh, yeah, that was a great trade for the Bulls. Yeah, I I think people mistake Lonzo Ball for thinking like he's almost like a Ben simmons light type player. He's going to be too afraid to, I don't know, shoot the ball. But he is not like that. And he's playing stout defense, which I'll be honest, this backcourt's going to need it. Yes. But I think he is the perfect fit alongside Zach Levine. And that trio of Zach Levine, Lonzo, and DeMar, um, which that's great that they can 
in today's NBA, I think run that without a problem is going to be awesome offensively and good enough defensively. Yeah. Well, I think one of the reasons that Lonzo is on the bulls is he probably in a way, I think they're smart, the ball family. And like, he's, I think he sees that he's such a good fit and he's like, Hey, this is a place where I can go. And like, he has an opportunity to really make himself into a commodity from a marketing perspective. If he comes out like guns a blazing with the bulls and it's great, everybody will love that in Chicago and he'll be, he'll elevate his, his role in, you know, like his in the spotlight and he could also, well, they're going to win the championship. So, I mean, what's better than that for you, for your name? Exactly. It's uh, no, for sure. I think that was a great addition on our part. Uh, And he's going to have his best season without a doubt. All right. What's your number three? My number three is Patrick Williams improvement. Oh man. I had him on my list. Uh, up until just like a couple of hours ago and I shifted them to be an honorable mention, but I think you are so right. I, yeah, I think he has the potential to be like a light, like pretty quickly, like a light version of some of the elite three and D wings in the league. Like he just showed already as a rookie that he was guarding the other team's best player every day and, and played consistently on defense. His offense was hit or miss, but he took over some games stretches with a really surprisingly good mid-range game he was confident shooting threes he could take it to the rim like he's extremely athletic i think he's gonna take a huge leap because his work ethic is crazy and he has clearly is very smart about how to play the game so i'm expecting big things yeah i don't know if he's like exactly the caliber of rebounder maybe not quite as big although actually paul Millsap's not that big but he's kind of like Millsapian a little bit yeah, maybe even a little that. bit faster. Yeah, um, but I wonder if they do. You think they'll get away with a starting lineup? I don't know if they'll do this, but of uh, of Ball, Levine, DeRozan, Williams, Vooch. Yeah, I think that will be the lineup. So i i I think his improvement will make a huge difference, and mm-hmm. the fact you know in that starting lineup you only really have two defenders, but he is like such a good defender that uh, I think that, yeah, that'll be huge. Yep. Um, all right. My number three is EVP, executive vice president, Arturis Karnasovas is Lithuanian and he knows what he's doing. <laughs> I and love it that. Feels <laughs> so good to have somebody in the front office who you feel like they know what they're doing. And Gar and Pax, I, for, how many years were they for office? 10 years, 1200, hundred million. I never felt confident that they knew what they were doing. No, it was unintentional comedy no. at its highest. Even when they drafted well, it was just like, they're going to find a way to F it up. Yeah. Trading Jimmy Butler, uh, doing that three alpha thing that obviously didn't work. Um, Shipping Bobby Portis out of town after he knocked out Nikola Miritich. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Portis. Uh, he was good in the finals. Yes, he was. That's He's awesome. The last game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, it, I, I, that gives me all the faith, not just for this season when they win the championship, which of course they will, but for future seasons that they'll also win the championship. This was the unspoken subtext of my number four because he was the architect of what they've done to make the roster deeper. So I also give him a lot of credit. 
for this. All right. What is your number two? My number two is Nikola Vucevic and his reliable performance. He is reliable. He is. He was the highest rated player on the team last year. By I just went with PER because it's like one of those stats that incorporates a lot of stuff. Um, he was 16th in the league. Really? By that stat. Yeah. 16th. Oh. There's a glut of bulls after him, like Levine, uh, DeRozan, Ball. Like they were all kind of bunched like in the 30s range 20s to 30s but he was 16 like they had they have a lot of talent now honestly i mean it's flawed because there's a lot of like lopsided defense and offense throughout the roster but it's definitely a lot of talent yeah it's a lot of talent of course there are like flaws in each player but again perfectly flawed to be able to win a championship correct it's all going to come together yeah uh, my number two is that Zach Levine is going to make another leap uh, to really be in that elite tier from going from like all-star borderline all-star, I think, and a you know high scorer to I think he's going to remain an elite scorer. I actually don't think his scoring will go up uh, probably with all the offensive weapons. I almost doubt it would. But I expect him to improve his leadership and just his all-around game to go from I mean, two years ago, I think he was like basically an atrocious defender. Last year, he was pretty bad, but better. Uh, and I think this year he'll be passable defense um, and just a alpha scorer when they need it. And I'm, I think I'm, he's going to be the kind of star that they need to lead the team. I'm calling this a double dip because that's my number one is basically talking about his offense. And I think that it's exactly what you're saying. Like his, it's going to take another, another leap. It was already great. He was, he was flirting with 50, 40, 90, that elite club last year. I don't think he ended up there, but like he was really, really good last year. And I think he'll only get better. Yeah. I got to say that 90 part is hard. Uh, I was playing 21 the other day. And I would have been doing so much better, but I was just bricking free throws left and right. Oh my God. I'm streaky with, I used to end every time I would practice, I would make myself take a hundred free throws to see like what my percentage was. And I was yeah. usually in the sixties, even though I thought I was a better free throw shooter than <laughs> that. But. I feel like as long as you in your mind shoot above 50%, I can convince myself I shoot about 80%. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like in the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. I went in 30% of 80%. Yeah. I also wanted to mention though about Zach. Um, we've talked about the offense and like how good he is. I think it's almost undersold because he's so there was a lot. I watched just about every game last year and he would, if he was determined to get to the rim, I did not see teams that could consistently stop him from doing that. He's too fast and shifty. And he would get there and he contorts his body at the rim to be able to get off some crazy shots. Like he's really, really good at offense. Mm -hmm. He just, he, man, what is it? It's almost like Clyde Drexler. He moves at a horizontal speed that is just very fast, but also just like poetic. Yeah, that's a good comp because, I mean, they had different games because Clyde was a little bit like slower of foot, I would say, but like mm -hmm. more explosive a jumper. Although probably comparable because Levine is a crazy dunker even after the ACL injury. Like he's he does he has a, a few dunks last year that I was just like embarrassed for the guy that he dunked on. Like it was yeah. bad. 
he can still do that. Like he'll take you. You'll see him get to, get it in his eyes and like do it. Like get a clear path and just destroy the rim. Like he still does that. So it's really that's a lot of fun to watch too. I always liked when uh, this was rare, but Ray Allen had those moments on the Sonics where like you really don't expect it. And then every so often, maybe like twice a year, he would just cram it on somebody. Yeah. Because they <laughs> did not remember he had that athleticism. I forget, I sometimes would forget too, because he was so renowned, like the latter third of his career for just that jumper, the three point shooting. But he used to, yeah, he was a great dunker. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number one is Kevin Durant, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Jason Tatum, Julius Randle, Trey Young, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Jokic, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, and Damian Lillard will all suffer season-ending injuries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. No, I obviously this is a stupid one, but (laughs) it kind of was – these last playoffs were just really about the injuries and you really never know what's going to happen. And what I like about the bulls, whether we joke that they're like, obviously the favorite to win the championship or just in that tier, as long as you get to a certain tier to where you have like a puncher's chance, you never know what can happen. Yeah. I mean, it's 100% correct. No one yeah. thought the Suns were going to be in the finals. Um, and even the Bucks, I mean, Giannis is awesome, but the Bucks were not the pick out of the East either. Although I did pick them, I think, last year. You might have. I got to roll back the tape on that to see what we, we actually did pick. And when we do a true NBA preview podcast in a couple of months, yeah, I, I, I want to revisit those old to see how, how close we were. But I certainly did not pick the Suns in the West. No. And you just you don't know what can happen. And what I like about what the Bulls did is – they have some just like redundancies too. Like somebody's going to get injured at some point, but to have Lonzo and Zach Levine and DeRozan and all these people can get you buckets and Vooch and Patrick Williams is going to get better and they have depth on the bench. And I don't know where that's going to end up exactly, but currently they have depth, uh, which is one of my honorable mentions. So uh, I just feel really good about where the bulls are at. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same the same boat. We're in the preseason when optimism is running rampant, but I feel like it's warranted for the first time in a while. Yeah. Do you have any honorable mentions as to why the Bulls will win the championship? No, much like uh, our fearless prediction that the Bulls will win. Those are the five exact reasons why they'll win. And I did not see the need to have any honorable mentions. That is fair. I, I'm, I'm going to add, I already kind of talked about him, but that Patrick Williams improvement there um, and, you know, sneaky, Sneaky depth right now with Caruso. I still like Kobe White a lot. I'm not sure where he's going to yeah. fit in, but he's going to be great for when they need those minutes. Um, and, you know, Archie Diacono for now. Uh, Lori Markkinen, we haven't talked about him much. Still technically on the team. He could still, he could fill a role for, yeah. I mean, if he's, especially if he only has to play like 20 minutes, yeah. like he can make some threes. He can, you know, he, he'll fill in a spot, I think. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Chicago Bulls fans uh, and not fans of the Chicago Bulls. I think we all agree that the Chicago Bulls will win the championship. So please let us know what uh, your reasons are. You can hit us up uh, at our Twitter feed. That is at Whiskey Sessions. 
or email us whiskey sessions music at gmail.com and we'll read your email on a future episode but we got to get to your emails for this episode so without further ado these are your emails you sent us emails to read emails and now we'll read them all right i've got an email in the inbox that says this hello uh like that as a greeting exclamation point um people like eating cheese with their wine and nuts with their beer is there an appropriate snack that should accompany whiskey and this is from hubert in redding california that's a great question hubert i'm seeing this and i i really have a lot of pause i'm not sure i can tell you something i eat with my whiskey i don't know if it's the definitive answer i think i think they're more one and the same than you realize Snyder's of Hanover's pretzel snaps. That is a great one. Uh, yeah. I, I love a good pretzel. Uh, do you ever eat Dots pretzels? I've never had Dots pretzels. I think they're taking over the planet uh, because I, I've, I think they're out of one of the Dakotas, but they have shown up in California and every time I go back to the store, it's like there's a new flavor of dots and they've taken over a new shelf. It's wow. very weird. And I got to say they are, I've only had the original, but they're great. Is this like a small pretzel snack or like a big pretzel? It's like a small, it's like they're little pretzel twists that are two or three inches long. They're oh, okay. Buttery tasting. I don't really know what's in them, but okay. uh, yeah, they're really, really good. Um, I like that. I like, I don't know if it, it's the best thing with whiskey, but I kind of like just some sunflower seeds, like big sunflower seeds. Ooh, that's a good choice. Um, I get, I think you can get like kind of bigger ones, especially from like a Chinese market. Uh, I don't know what the, like the name of them is, but like not your normal, like baseball sunflower seeds, but these like giant ones that are good. How about bugles? You ever try bugles Ooh. with your whiskey? I haven't done that, but I would expect that that is good. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some bugles and I'll let you know in the next episode. This makes me just want to try bugles because I'm, if I'm being honest, I don't think I've had bugles in about 20 years. Bugles are good. Uh, Plus, if, you, if you're having a lot of fun, you can pretend it's a little tiny uh, megaphone and yell stuff into your bugle. I would do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, the... I just, I haven't had them in a while. And ironically, Maggie likes them more than I probably do. But I did buy a bag of Ruffles from the store yesterday. Oh, yeah. And she likes it with Dean's, like, French onion dip. Oh, okay. And I I broke it to her ahead of time because I was like, well, I don't know if they have Dean's in California. I think that was something that we got in Chicago because... My brain was saying Dean's is from Wisconsin. I don't know if that's actually true or not. And then they had it at the store. So it was just like a pleasant surprise that Dean's has made it out here. Dean moved west. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that is kind of the thing with dairy companies is that they're usually regional, probably for shipping reasons. I think so, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I think the one of my favorite things about being in California is that we have access to Tillamook which is in Oregon, but they are 
just the cream of the crop for dairy companies. Oh yeah. Yeah. And their ice cream is incredible. Uh, their milk's good. I don't really drink milk, but their, their cheese is really good. And they're also just, they're not like bougie or anything. They're, they're usually very reasonably priced. Hmm. I never even heard of it. Oh, I've been to their factory before. There's a town also called Tillamook. Uh, Okay. And it's right. It's really close to the Oregon coast, but it's, it's great. It's a West coast delight. Very much is. Um, All right. Uh, What else do we got in the old email inbox? Dear whiskey sessions. Have you ever tried whiskey flavored chewing gum? I like to eat it when I'm stuck working on the weekends, but can't and can't quite drink the real thing yet. It's only 40 proof gum, but it gets the party started. Incidentally, have you found any session whiskeys yet from Johnny in Tennessee? <laughs> Is this a real thing? Uh, Johnny, I don't know if Johnny made it and then forgot because he chewed too much gum, but it's I've never seen it myself. So now I'm, I'm curious. 40 proof. Something tells me, yeah, something tells me he just poured like a bunch of whiskey over some like dead (laughs) team. And now he has his own whiskey flavored chewing gum because I've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that either. Um, And as to the second part of that question, I feel like I haven't really found a session whiskey, but I think any whiskey can be a session whiskey if you just believe in it enough. I I was going to say, if you try hard enough, I think (laughs) you you can make any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, I'll keep an eye out for whiskey gum to see if it really does exist. Uh, I don't. I don't even remember what the question was. Do I have a preference of brand or have I tried it? He just kind of. He was just kind of talking about it. So maybe he just wanted to suggest the power of suggestion. Maybe we'll yeah. see it now at the store. Maybe I'm pretty sure. Like next time I go on Google uh, or social media, there'll be ads for whiskey gum. I know how this works. Computers. Yep. And then Big Red will have, like, the fireball of whiskey gums. Oh, that's such a natural thing for them to do. Yeah. Um, have you ever have you ever seen the trick? Well, it's not really a trick, I guess. Uh, but where if you have a stick of Big Red, which they don't make gum sticks as much as they used to, but you take a stick of Big Red, the, the silver part, the wrapper, the aluminum foil, if you put it on your forehead. Uh, I think you maybe have to lick it first and then put it on your forehead. It will burn you. Really? Yeah, not like too horrible. I mean, it won't leave a lasting mark, but it will hurt. I thought you were gonna say it will eat into your head <laughs> until you <laughs> no, have to go to the hospital. <laughs> no. Okay, I that's that good. Too. I learned that trick in middle school and I my math teacher dared to try it and she was, she was great. I, I think she was a little bit mad at me, though, because she was like, oh, this hurts, actually. <laughs> I'm going to, like, look for Big Red now so I can try this. <laughs> you got to try it. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I feel like it's harder now. This is something that's happened from our childhood to adulthood, but I just feel like sticks of gum are not nearly as prevalent as they used to be. They're now more in, like, the dentine type of packaging. Yeah, I, I miss Fruit Stripe. Yeah, me too. Uh Man, we got to do a, a podcast that's just things we missed from our childhood. Yep. And top five chewing gums to stick to your forehead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, all right. If you have an email that you want to send us, you can send it to whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. We'll read it on a future episode, or we can read your tweets on an episode. You can send those to at whiskey sessions. 
But that's it for this episode. Be pimp. Do you have any words of wisdom to leave our wonderful listeners with? Any whiskey's a session whiskey if you try hard enough. That is, if you've said it one time, we've said it two to three times. And it's definitely true. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, until next time, this is Amat saying peace out. And be pimp. Bye. Bye.